Hey guys, welcome back to the Compaisa Guy podcast. Honestly, guys, it's been it's been a minute. Um, you know, my wife and I we've been we've been uh, filming. I mean, we did a we did a movie uh, or a sh- we did a short seventy two hour short film challenge. We we did a film. Um, theme was origins. I don't know if you'll watch this. Well, actually, by the time you watch this, you might see it already, or you might not see it depending on when you watch this but um yeah it's been a minute you know it's been a while and um but i got a great i got a great guest on with us today someone who uh is a coach uh motivational speaker someone who's um good friend of mine you know we 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 had a we had a chat back on my old podcast talk story podcast and then um you know he's been doing a lot of great things in georgia lately so uh, please give a round of applause to my friend, Mr. Zach Sweat. What's up, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Talk story, man. Of and course. We just, I appreciate you having me on. I love the new platform. It's a it's a cool look, man. Mm-hmm. I love all the guests you've been having on, and uh, you've always done cool. You've always been a very good host. Oh, and thank so you. I appreciate you having me on again, and uh, I know like the original plan was for me to come out there. Um, you know, and just visit and then be on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, plans change. So we're here now. I'm still in Georgia. I'm cruising. But yeah, man, it's been it's been coming up on three years since we sat down in Kakaako, mm-hmm. had our nice little juices and um, felt that nice Hawaiian air and uh, talked about what I was about to get ready to leave the island to go do and mm-hmm. on this whole journey of you know, just completely unknown. I, I, just another hero's journey, as I would call it. Yeah. I think we go on several of those in our lifetime. I don't think it's like a big hero's journey. I think we go on several small hero's journeys uh, throughout our life, man. And that's that's what I've been doing, man. Uh, so it, it's cool to be able to sit down and talk again and kind of like, you know, catch back up. Yeah. I mean, last time you were here, you know, it, it it was great because you had all these great ideas, but then um, Eternal Strength ATL was kind of something that kind of came up pretty much last minute to you. And it was it was something kind of like a, you had a choice, like you could just kind of jump into it or like it, it's okay. But then it, it was kind of like that leap of faith moment for yourself. And then it was it was very unexpected, but it, you know, you, you were called back to uh, Georgia to um, team up with Wes, you know what I mean? So, you know, talk about that journey because, I mean, it was a completely new concept back then, but then, of course, it's been two or three years now. So now a lot of momentum has built up. Um, Of course, growing pains, but, you know, guys definitely have like a new system, you know what I mean? Like you guys kind of got everything in place. So, you know, talk about that. Um, Talk about those past two, three years with, eternal strength um it was and yeah well said man it was very unexpected so just a, a little bit of a backstory wes and i was uh were best friends in middle school we had a falling out over a joe perry signature Les Paul. <laughs> over a guitar we didn't talk for almost 25 years reconnected he found me when i was living in hawaii coaching mm. building and doing all my messages and speaking and stuff like that so he followed me for a while. We started talking. Um, and then he's always had this long-term vision of opening up a youth center. And then 
he had a thriving private practice. And so we talked and talked and I originally bought my ticket to fly home to then go to Montana. That was the plan. Mm. If you remember that yeah. just to go, go on this other adventure, continue to build my, my brand, mm -hmm. Zach Sweat mindset and continue coaching and speaking and writing. And, um, he offered me, uh, a, a position like to partner with him to help see his vision through, to help him build it and create it and implement things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I accepted that offer and I flew home January, 2020. And I, you know, I had bought that ticket like a few weeks earlier. So when he asked me, I was like, I'm coming to Atlanta. I mean, it was just, it felt like I was being pulled there. And I was like, you know what? My plan wasn't to stay there. Cause I had no car. I had no place to live. Um, that's, I had, you know, I had money saved up. So yeah, I was yeah. cool. There. So I was cruising, but I was like, okay, I'm going to do it because my heart was being called to do that. And it felt, it just felt so right to do. So I flew home, um, linked up with him. Um, I was still seeing clients online. I was introduced to his private practice. I started mm. working with some of his clients as a therapeutic mentor. So we started the center like at his private practice working together, mm. um, sharing clients. So he would, he would uh, have, you know, therapy and family sessions with them. And then I would mentor um, the young person and uh, sit with the parents as well. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we did that for a little bit. And then um, his wife, Allison, um, who's been such a huge part of this as well, um, she probably doesn't get enough credit, but she's been such a, a force behind this entire thing, you know. And um, shout out, Allison. Um, <laughs> and, and so we did that. She found the building, an 8,500 square foot building. We built the infrastructure. We built the price points. And so he had a pretty thriving, pretty big thriving private practice. So a lot of the clients came over from there. So we had a good start, the momentum built already. And so we got the keys in March. So like less than 90 wow. days later, we got the keys. Um, yeah, we hit the ground running. I, I got home January 29th. Uh -huh. We met up January 31st. And then we got the keys the third week in March. And then the pandemic hit. Right. Wow. Literally when we, the world's going to shut down, uh -huh. but we're seen as an essential service. Like we're technically in the medical field. Mm -hmm. So we knew that we can continue to stay open and just be safe and follow, you know, protocol with COVID. Mm -hmm. And so we got the keys in March and we opened the doors April 13th, 2020. So yeah, less than 90 <laughs> days home. When I, when I left Hawaii, when I talked to you uh -huh. less than, like 90 days later, we had a business and we were open. We had a team of four um, and we, we built our clientele. We built our marketing. We built our culture was really a big deal to us. Mm -hmm. Make, making sure that that heart stayed at the center and what we were really doing this for and allowing it to expand out from there and not having, of course, we want to make money. We need to, we need, you need money to run a business, mm -hmm. but that is Oh, we're not trying to just make revenue. We're trying to, again, disrupt the mental health industry, approach therapy in a different way, allow kids to have a space that they can represent and they really want to be at where we can drop the stigma of mental health therapy, not being cool. Working on yourself is cool. Mm -hmm. Reaching your higher self is cool. So 
allowing a space, a funky center uh, for kids to come and just, yeah, again, facilitating that space, man. Cause you can't heal anyone, mm -hmm. but you can all, you can offer your strength, hope and experience with that person and walk alongside them. So we did that. And then our team quickly built from four to 17. Oh um, man. Yeah. Dude, it was, <laughs> yeah. So we had a large team. We built it. I mean, we just kept growing and, um, you know, uh, to be really candid with you, Wes and I didn't have, you know, we were both entrepreneurs, but to run a large team like that mm. and create a business from, it was really grassroots. Mm. Uh, it was challenging, man. And I know you mentioned growing pains and mm -hmm. that was, that's a real, real thing. And like, to humble yourself, to um, ask for help. And eventually we got business mentors and we started really learning how to run a business. Um, but it's been a funky ride. And so if you think of a community youth center that also offers therapeutic support for youth, young adults and families, that's what we do. It's, it's very, very client led. It's very, very experiential. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very relational. Um, we're not trying to fix anybody. There's no program that we offer. Again, we're just offering a space of healing and growth. And so, yeah, we've been open, you know, it'll be April will be three years, which is so surreal to say uh -huh. it does like before you, you know, we started the podcast that it just feels, it's been a long time, but it really feels like yesterday that you and I were sitting together talking, talking about, about this, it, talking about what it is, man. And it's been, it's been funky, man. It's been the most humbling and challenging thing that I've ever done. And I've, I've learned so much along the way and learned a lot about myself, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, it's been awesome, man. I feel super blessed. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, it's incredible because like you were just saying in the short amount of time, you guys basically got the keys to the infrastructure and then you're able to open it up uh, to the community. And then you built your team from four, you know, four plus to now it's like 17 and it could be growing even more. And I remember we were talking about this, but you guys decided you wanted to like make other infrastructures in other States as well. So not just in, you know, Atlanta, but you know, building it in California maybe, or, you know, Colorado. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah, exactly. So I, um, I mean, do you guys still have those kind of aspirations to build it even farther than that? So we do, but I think it's funny because I do remember talking to you uh, about that because we were on the verge of, man, you're good. We were on the verge. Sometimes I forget. Wow. You did your research, buddy. Um, it's funny. I, I just remember that <laughs> literally now. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. You could have you never said anything about it. I'd be like, man, this guy is really on top of his shit. <laughs> I appreciate that because sometimes I forget it. So it's a really good reminder. And I think that the overall theme of doing this and being in the space of business and entrepreneurship and building a team and a culture mm -hmm. and a different way of doing things and approaching things in therapeutic industry. Um, the message has been slow down, mm. stay in your lane, do what you do best. You know, already know what you do. Well, let's just perfect, not perfect that but let's master that. Mm -hmm. And then the, again, let that expand out from there. So the overall goal, yes, is to grow it. But we were on the verge, yes, of mm -hmm. going to different um, markets and setting up shop over there. But it, it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't happen. 
Um, it was good on. Yeah, not yet at least. So both parties were just like, you know what? This doesn't feel. Let's just hold off. Mm. And then they're going to move to a, a very large, like a 54 acre farm and kind of partner with a, wow. a school. And so th- we got very close to that and that didn't feel right. So we pulled back. Mm. So I think we've been guided. And I think there's always a voice guiding you, uh, God, whatever you want to call it, your higher power. Mm-hmm. God is you understand him. I don't care what you call it. There's this force out there. There's this guiding force, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, we can tune into that. We can work with that if we listen. And for a long time, we weren't listening. Mm-hmm. And we struggled. And it was challenging. It feels like we were forcing a lot. But in the last year, we've been, uh, again, we talked earlier, surrendering, allowing, and letting that voice really guide us. And it hasn't steered us in the wrong way. So really now the overall goal for now as because our lease ends in April mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so the goal now is to expand our services. And so we model an intensive outpatient program, an IOP. Mm-hmm. We're not an IOP because um, we don't take insurance. So we have the creativity and flexibility to do the work how we want it. Mm-hmm. We want to. And so we modeled that. So we want to do a wilderness therapy aspect of it. We also want to do a residential. So we want to get on our own land. We're looking for land right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to expand our service into the wilderness therapy and residential and still have the community use center. And the community aspect of the business has, has been like next level. Mm-hmm. So right now that's the focus is to continue to grow the culture we you know we were at 17 now we're at 11 so mm-hmm. we had some some staff changes mm-hmm. growing pains as you called it i think it's a appropriate way to say it mm-hmm. um, without going too detailed right. um, i feel like we have the appropriate team and the appropriate leadership the appropriate uh mentors and the vision and we're all rowing in the same direction and mm-hmm. it feels good um, and so we're just slowly expanding and we're going to know when the time is right to move on the land and get it and expand services. So mm. right now we're not trying to like somebody, we were in a networking event earlier this morning. Someone asked us if we were in a franchise and we just <laughs> laugh. No, we're not going to franchise because <laughs> it's easy as a new business owner or a new, you know, uh, entrepreneur to start something with someone uh, and really get fixated on uh, revenue, mm. revenue, revenue, revenue. We got to make the most money that we possibly can. And I think that's what's wrong with the mental health industry. You got this financial business model mm-hmm. that I mentioned before that people just set up shop all over. And is it really about helping that person that's sitting in front of you, or is it just another you know head in a bed? Or is it another number? Is it mm. another revenue piece to your business? Which again, I'm not against making money. I'm not stupid, mm-hmm. but I just but keeping when, that culture, it's consistent yeah, too. Yeah, keeping the culture in the heart at the center, and then you can be abundant, and that that will come. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a little bit more of a slow growth, but it feels right. Mm. So again, the overall theme is just to slow down, man. We're not trying to get ahead of ourselves like we were. We were very, we're very ambitious. Wes and I right. together, <laughs> very ambitious dudes, and you know. Uh, again now it was his it's, it's always been his vision so i'm just like his his like number two in command like his, i call myself his muscle his collector 
<laughs> you're a tech guy though man i you know so yeah you could be the boss <laughs> yeah that's my i'm like the operational side of the business so implementing his vision and just being being there being his road dog mm -hmm. um, and, you know doing whatever he needs man because i really believe in the mission the vision and what we're doing and i've always believed it was a movement um so it's it's been it's just so surreal to sit here and talk to you again i, I just it's beautiful man to say we're yeah. almost three years old uh, but we're still babies in the business world you know yes like mm -hmm. we're still just babies crawling around like trying to find our way and trying to find our footing and walk mm -hmm. but we're still crawling you know so yeah man yeah i agree with the slowing down i mean that's the same thing like for me with like podcasting when i was when i stopped doing it back in like um august of 2020 it was kind of a slow down like mentality for me i was like i i kind of have to like reflect upon things and see like what i should do next and i always you know honestly it was it was funny um january of 2021 i was already ready to go back into it so it, it didn't take like a whole year and a half like i did to come back to it but i i already knew four months going in yeah i'm, I'm ready to go back into it but then I was like, I got to come back with a different style. I have to do something completely different. I mean, if you look behind me, I mean, it's a, it's a new set, everything. You know, I have, I have all kinds of stuff here. But um, it, it was just months of planning and months of me just kind of, I, I mean, I could have done it a lot sooner, but I, I wanted to make a slow pace at it because I wanted to do it correctly, right? And yep. I think like, that whole process of slowing down even for businesses yeah it's it's completely true because um you know with such a fast moving market we tend we we could start to forget why we got into business for you know um well whatever we wanted to do like for podcasting like for me if i went too fast with it i would have forgotten why i decided to do it which was to share stories and to bring people together and connect communities and you know, if I um, was more for the money about it, then I would the heart behind it would have been lost, right? And yeah. like for for you guys, I mean, um, you know, with with really just kind of building that culture, that foundation to like really expand it, people are gonna see that and they go, man, Zach and West. I mean, they're hard hitters, but it it goes deep rather than wide, you know. Yeah, it really does, man. And I think people are starting to notice that um, because we're getting we didn't network or mm. market ourselves that well because um, it was a lot of word of mouth. But mm. uh, we were we knew that going in. And I think Wes knew that going in and recruiting all the team that he did. And just we're going to we got to we have to keep the culture. And uh, people talk about family and culture, but a lot of it's bullshit, man. Mm. Like they just say it's like it's just like a poster on the wall. And it's like, oh, there's the mission and the vision. And they don't <laughs> like again, you can say that. Uh -huh. It's easy to talk about that stuff, but who are you really on the day to day? Mm. Can you practice those principles in all of your affairs? Can you do that when it really shows up? Can you be that person? Can you be that mission and that vision? Can you can you have that heart? Can you rep that culture? Mm -hmm. inside and outside of what you know your workspace mm -hmm. can you do that can you show up as a person that you want to be be that light be that example 
Um, and I think, yeah, people are starting to take notice because we're, we're building this momentum and we're getting out there more and, you know, we'll go to a networking event and be like, oh, I've heard of you guys. Like you guys are, I mean, cause we show up how we look and we're in the mental right. health industry mm-hmm. and we're, they're just like, who are you? Are you supposed to be here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's just real funny. The reactions, how people react to us, but Wes built a name for himself for quite some time. So most people know who he is, but we're getting into spaces where we haven't been before. Mm. And what's really cool is he's about to finish his PhD. Awesome. And, and yeah, so he just finished his dissertation. He's going to finish his PhD. Graduate. Yeah, And I think he's going to graduate or walk in October or December. So that's just like, a, I feel like that's like another layer, Yeah. you know, of like, yeah, dude, like we're solid. We got a solid team. We got the doctor at the helm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It is, um, it's important to have the correct and pure intentions when you want to do something Mm -hmm. and not to do it just to do it. Like you could have just thrown up your new podcast and try to monetize it and do it for that. But Mm -hmm. is that sustainable, man? Yeah. It's not sustainable because there's no heart in it. Mm -hmm. There's no pure intention. Mm -hmm. Money isn't, you that's not you that's mm-hmm. just something external mm-hmm. that we use for an exchange of goods and services and we get i understand the social contract in which we live mm-hmm. and we need money to survive understood but that isn't you. Mm-hmm. If you if you allow your intentions to be driven by your heart and love and humility man that that's a pure thing mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. and that is true abundance not stuff mm-hmm you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like having that heart center um, is important. And I've, you know, and for a long time, brother, um, I allowed money to be my motive. Mm. And it, it really, you know, we talked about this through Instagram. I was texting you uh, about, you know, sobriety and mm-hmm. um, stepping into that new space. And like, I built this self image on who I thought I wanted to be like this business mogul, work hard, play hard. I'm going to open this business and another <laughs> business. I'm just going to have this big portfolio and be Mr. Wonderful and just be worth millions and billions of dollars and drive a Lambo. And that was <laughs> like, yeah, that was what I wanted for the, you know, forever when I left and when I came back and all throughout that time, I was like building this self image. That was my narrative, man, for a really long time. And it was, I was starting to achieve <laughs> that. But scary. I saw this external success happening around me. Oh, interesting. But on the inside, dude, I was slowly destroying myself. Mm. And I I wasn't aligned with my higher self and my higher power. I wasn't. Mm. I was I was, you know, but my external would have would have proven you different and proven you, you know, to say, okay, this guy's doing pretty well. But inside I wasn't well. Mm. Which drove me into, yeah, admitting, you know, again, this is like a, a segue or whatever, but admitting, you know, when I was an alcoholic on um, May 2nd of, of this year, man, mm. not long ago. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my new sobriety date. But all that growth, all those things I was doing, all that personal development stuff, it was like I was doing it, but was I truly living that, man? Mm. Was I? You know, mm-hmm. like, could my coaching have been better? Because I was sober when I left. Right. Remember that yeah. I was sober for a year. Um, and that was just 
that was before the admission of having a substance abuse problem. Mm. Um, I just was what is what called what was it's called white knuckling, <laughs> like oh, what, dry. What what is it? It's called white knuckling. Like when you grip something real tight, you have white knuckles. Okay, like you're just on for dear life. Like <laughs> I'm um, not dry drunk is like not working a program, mm. not working the steps, not having a sponsor. I didn't have the admission part, so I was like, I just want to see what drugs and alcohol look like outside of my life. Mm. And that's when I wrote my book. Thank God for that. I wrote it in sobriety, mm -hmm. which is released and it's out. It's on Amazon. We can talk about that we'll, later. We'll leave but... a link in the, in the description too. Yeah, we'll leave a link. <laughs> um, leave a link, Gavin. Uh, so all that stuff felt very surface level personal development. And then entering into this space, it's like all this external success was just valid. It was allowing me to validate my drinking. Mm. It was like that was the excuse that I used. I'm like, well, life looks pretty good. Why can't I just go do this over here? What's wrong with what I'm doing? Who cares? But it got really too close for comfort, and it got to the point where Wes and I had to have some serious talks, mm -hmm. and I wasn't willing to lose what I had helped build and friendships and relationships and spaces that I really love being in. So I just decided, and I think that was like 20 years coming, dude. You know, because my dad died of alcoholism. Um, my brother OD'd from drugs. Right. I remember you telling me that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So it's like all these red flags. And then yet um, something, you know, allowed me to step into a space and say, you know what, maybe I do have a problem. I'm going to probably look into that. Mm. Um, but, you know, being in this program, so it's 136 days. So it's pretty new, man. Pretty, mm. pretty new. But those 136 days have been pretty beautiful. Mm. You know, even I, I consider this conversation um, as part of that beauty, as part of that alignment, as part of me um, being in alignment with my higher power, man. I believe that to be true. I can't, I can't, I can't deny it, man. Mm. I can't. It's just the missing link for me was a reconnection with God. Oh. It really was. It really was, man. I didn't know I needed it till I did. Mm. And um, still me, but a better version of me. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I know I went off on a tangent there, but it, you, uh, I, was, I was just flowing with it, man. No, I mean, <laughs> like, like we were talking about earlier, you know, those two or three years, I mean, they're growing pains. You know what I mean? Not just for the business, but for you, yourself as well. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that um probably came into a lot of distractions you know that's that's all external stuff that comes into mm -hmm. honestly your life maybe my life as well too and it could really pull us away from what's the internal part you know what i mean which is family which is um you know kindness love good qualities you know what i mean being able to be connected with others and um and god or whatever you know people believe in as well i mean i'm a christian so i i can yeah, say yeah. you know i'll say that being connected with god as well but um but yeah having that inner connection you know what i mean that that could be lost with so much so much distractions i mean covid was one big distraction you know what i mean with a lot of people especially like here in hawaii i i can't imagine in georgia i don't know exactly what um 
what would have gone over there with COVID, but I mean, it's probably, probably even terrible, you know, as well as in Hawaii, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was weird. Um, I, 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 yeah, it was a distraction, but I also try to reframe it as best I can for it to be an opportunity. Mm. A lot of people maybe haven't sat with themselves. Maybe you weren't in, um, you were that close with your family because you had work all day and now you're in these spaces and like you really see, and that's what I'm talking about earlier is like, who are you when those difficult times show up? Mm. That's the real you. Anybody can be happy when everything's good and golden bills are paid. Your, you know, your partner's happy. Work is good. You have money in the bank. That's really easy to be feel, feeling good. Mm -hmm. But who can you, can you have a, a positive high vibrational attitude when shit hits the fan mm. because that that person who shows up when shit hits the fan that's the real you mm. so if you can observe that and how you show up in those spaces you can learn a lot about yourself mm. and that's what i think has been all you know because i feel like god's always trying to get you to see the path that you should be on with his will but we're so we're so hell-bent on having things our way and that's when the forcing comes in. That's when you, you maybe reach for the drink or you consistently run away from things when they get hard and then uh, things go wrong. And then you want to blame everybody else but yourself. Mm. But it's like these are all opportunities for you to show up and be stronger. And they're all lessons, man. It's an opportunity to show up as the person that you want to be, man. Mm -hmm. So COVID was i think a huge opportunity for people because you know people found out a lot about themselves their families their marriages their relationships mm -hmm. what they want to do i mean the whole world was changed from it man especially the way we do things especially in the workspace mm -hmm. you figure out you know a lot of people are like i don't even need to go in to do my job yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? so it's like i need my job from anywhere so <laughs> i always i try to um i try my best to sh to show up as that person of saying hey this is an opportunity like tonight running out of gas on the, you know, on the way running late, you know, you didn't get mad. You're like, dude, do we need to reschedule? No big deal. I was like, man, I'm so sorry. My bad. But I, I was laughing the whole time it was happening, man. Mm. Like we were, I'm said, I'm a new writer. So it's like, uh, I don't know how much gas that motorcycle, <laughs> but even in that moment I could have showed up, I could have been in a really shitty mood and, um, but yeah, no, man, true. I, here we're we're having good energy and um yeah covid was funky but a lot of people were like that was one of the some of the best times of my life man because we we were building the center mm. and i was building new friendships and learning and growing and humbling myself and being challenged and being pushed to be a better leader a better person so i look at covid as like it's weird to say because i know we lost lives and i'm not trying to discredit that but for me personally mm -hmm. it was one of the best experiences of my life man mm -hmm. which is interesting to say but it's just the truth man you know trying to be as transparent as i can here yeah definitely it was it was an opportunity for people it opened a lot of doors or closed a lot of doors for people um like for me i mean i was uh i was already like doing school from home so <laughs> so transitioning yeah. into like graduating while um 
while being at home was a, it was a different experience but i mean i was already used to it and then even working from home was already i i think like for me i, I don't want to say like i know people believe in other things but i think god kind of set me up for it just because like i was doing online schooling and then when i worked it was kind of the same thing because i was already working online so working from home doing things from home but then being able to connect with people from home i was able to do and it wasn't much of a difference um my wife started working from home too which was a big blessing because um you know we we worked together that's when we got into relationship and then then we worked different jobs but then now being able to work together at home it was such a neat experience you know and it, and it still is a great experience because you know it's it's comforting having her home with me especially when i'm working and then like um like if i have a tough day it's not like i could just kind of like vent into like you know i i don't vent that much but like i don't have to like vent into like my own you know stew into my own emotions you know i yeah, yeah. I, I can kind of, i can connect with someone else and it's a good feeling you know so um but like with others i know a lot of people struggled you know with that with covid and the adjustments making the adjustments to actually be able to live in um not a new normal because it's it's not really like it, it's just a, an adjustment to their home life pretty much right. you know yeah. and i know a lot of people had trouble with that too so for yourself have you seen a lot of like uh clients come in that maybe had hard times maybe adjusting to that that new lifestyle oh yeah absolutely you know because it's, it's interesting that that's a good question because you know we work with i mean you know youth mm -hmm. and our main demographic our main clientele are is uh high schoolers mm -hmm. so you know you think like Oh, like as a kid, they, you know, a lot of them thought, oh, this is awesome. I don't have to go to school. I can just chill at <laughs> home. All I can go online class. Mm -hmm. But what, what we found was that people need connection, man. Mm. You need community. We believe in there's, there's healing in community. I believe there's healing in community and I'm in, I'm in a lot of groups, but we saw that, man. It's like, it was good for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then it was, it got, you know, it was like very, very challenging for most of the youth that we worked with, with the isolation piece, mm -hmm. because they were by themselves. And most people don't like to be by themselves because they really, really don't know themselves because they're so distracted mm -hmm. by all this external stuff going on or their phone or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. anything external, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, it's easy to be distracted for sure. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're at that age, you're going on what we call the radical pilgrimage of growth. I mean, it's a funky time. So it's like, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to be like, you know, for the majority right. of them, they're not like laser focused in on school and what they need to be doing. They are, they're, they're, right. they're growing. They want to experiment. They they go, yeah. Yeah. They find out who the hell they are. You know, uh -huh. they want to try things so um but it was the isolation piece that a lot of people thought they wanted and needed but being in that space they found out is the exact opposite like you need connection man. like you need even even through this screen there's a connection but mm -hmm. like being with a person in person mm -hmm. is a completely different thing because you can feel that energy 
Yeah, you know it's part I mean? of the, the the developmental stage. You know what I mean? Where so a lot a lot of the kids that we work with, they did struggle with it. You know, and the, and the parents for sure because mm -hmm. it's like now you got the kid at home all the time, and so that was challenging. It was definitely a you know change is inevitable, man. It's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Are you the doing the preventative maintenance necessary to be ready when that change shows up? Mm. Or are you going to be like bamboozled when it shows up like most people were uh, when the pandemic happened or when really realistically when any change happens? Mm -hmm. Are you ready for that different thing that shows up for you that is really an opportunity in disguise? It's going to be packaged like a pile of shit. <laughs> but in, in that pile of shit... <laughs> It's a beautiful gift from God, man. And I, I, I you know, uh -huh. for a visual, you reach in there and there's something in there. There is something in there. I don't care. I'm not saying don't have your, your morning process, your grieving process, a, a time that you feel like depressed or anxious. I'm not telling you not to feel those things. Mm. What I'm telling you is feel them. Don't try your best not to stay in it and try your best to approach it from the, the stance of there's a lesson in here mm. and I might have to look a little bit further and longer to find it, but it's in there. Mm. I'm going to take that lesson and then implement it in my life so I can progress in a very healthy way and, and be able to reach, you know, another level of myself and to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. But most of us want to run away. We don't want to go to do the opposite thing. When something shows up, change, pandemic, whatever it may be, um we think this is it's all how we re dude nothing has so, meaning yeah they think it's an obstacle kind of thing right you know and the thing is nothing has meaning until you give it meaning right the the, the mm. god doesn't it's like the universe what it doesn't have motive you know what i mean mm -hmm. this i believe that the spirit of life is upward mm. nothing is out to get you man mm. that's that's in that's up here and in there now, if you believe that and these are connected, that's going to manifest in your life, mm. period. If that's the narrative you're running and the energy you're putting out, it's going to be answered with, you know, people, places, events, occurrences, happenings, change that are going to answer your your thought process and your narrative and the energy that you're putting out. Mm. So if, if you define that as bad, guess what? It's bad. Mm. You know, find it as an opportunity. Guess what? It's an opportunity, man. Mm. So the narrative that we consistently run is going to manifest itself as true in our external reality, whatever we're holding within. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, thought mixed with emotion is true prayer. So we're praying all the time. Prayer isn't just when you hit your knees and talk to God in the morning and at night. Mm. He's not like what Bob Proctor says, his cosmic bell captain waiting for your orders. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's not the way it works, brother. Thought mixed with emotion is prayer. Mm. So if you emotionally attach yourself to a thought or a narrative, or you know, and you're, that's powerful, man. It knows no time and space. Mm, you're manifesting things. You're manifesting. It can happen instantly. Mm. So if you consistently do that, which you are all day, mm -hmm. it's going to show up in your experience. So That's an interesting uh, viewpoint because, yeah, it, you, if you look at occurrences as just occurrences – right you don't you don't put emotion behind it but when you put emotion behind it then there's meaning behind it after that and then you you know reacting to it it could be like you're let's just say um you know motor motorcycle you you run out of gas on a motorcycle right it's an occurrence but 
there's a reaction to that. You can react to it and say like, man, this is a great opportunity for me to learn more about my motorcycle. Or you could be super pissed off and say, screw this bike. You know what I mean? And that yep. kind of energy, whatever you put out, will manifest into whatever you do next. You know? Yeah, and it'll, be, and it'll show up as more of whatever. Mm. Mm -hmm. your, your energy, your point. It's just going to be more and more. Like, what if I did get super pissed at that? And as, as menial as that is, it's a great example because it just it really just happened. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it, it'll show up in the external, right? Because your internal self is already thinking, like, okay, how am I gonna, like, what what is this to me? You know what I mean? What what does this mean to right. me then? And then when you, whenever you react to it, whatever positive or negative that's externally being sent out into the universe and then you're the, being, then other people being, are going to see it it's, it's going to be answered all the time mm -hmm. no matter what and, and man that, that's god that's whatever again you want it's i like the program i like the aa program because one um it says the god of your understanding mm. of my understanding not yours and we you Christian, whatever you want to call it, like we, you can have a different viewpoint on God, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's still it's still a higher power. Mm -hmm. Like God, as you understand Him, so it, always responding with something. Mm -hmm. But it's also depending on you. And it's like the ultimate power that we have is free will. Mm -hmm. It's free will. Mm -hmm. But when we hand that will over to God, things things get pretty beautiful, man. Mm -hmm. And I've been on both sides and I stayed on the other side for a really long time. And now I'm on this other side. I don't want to do anything to distort the lens in which I'm viewing the world and God from. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and that's maybe with placing the wrong meaning on something. That's maybe not walking with love and humility throughout my day, um, you know, and in, in, in these things that we can fall into. But I don't want to mess up that connection anymore, man. Mm -hmm. you know, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought of another interesting, cause I, I never thought about this perspective, but you know, during COVID, um, like you were saying, a lot of your clientele, they're high schoolers, you know what I mean? That are learning from home, but then the, the parents are probably not used to that. You know what I'm saying? They're not used to that kind of interaction. So yeah. like, can you explain maybe like have you ever seen some kind of stranger interaction between like maybe parents just not being used to seeing their kids all the time at home or um oh yeah man. i mean dude yeah well you know uh i love our parents mm -hmm. i do but you don't know what you don't know mm -hmm. and you can't give something to someone that you don't have and so i think for even it's not only parents i think um, there's a conditioning that happens that we get to a certain age and we say, I'm done learning. Mm. I'm, I, I've learned it all. I'm good. I don't need any more learning, <laughs> but in, the way I view it, if you're not progressing, you're regressing. You're, you're never stagnant. Energy's always moving. Mm. So you're either, and again, change is inevitable. It's going to happen, man. So you're either moving forward or you're moving backward, period. So I think for a lot of the times that I see is there's this this cycle that happens that um, parents can you know show up 
and basically want to say, hey, fi- can you fix my kid? Mm-hmm. We're like, well, it doesn't really work like that. And again, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of education we try to put out there. And dude, I'm not a parent, but I, I, you know, I am a, I am a, a human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Being trying to figure this out, so it, it can be applicable to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, if you if you're a willing student for the rest of your life, you can learn a lot and you can apply that knowledge to make you know maybe a parent situation, a family situation, um, a lot better. So things that we do at the center is like, hey, not only is your child doing all this work, let's get you involved. So we can't make it mandatory as much as we want to. Mm-hmm. But we highly encourage, and our high you know our our strong clinical recommendation is. Let's do some parent sessions and at least let's do one family session a month because it's like if the, if the child can come to the center and do all this great work mm. and they're really doing it and the parents aren't oh, that's, stepping that's in. support system. Yeah. Right. So, you know, the, the child's going to go back to that same dynamic, the same environment. Mm. So that's going to cause a lot of friction. So we try to f- help um, and guide the whole ecosystem, if you will, mm-hmm. the whole family. Dying. Let's work as a team. Let's because you guys are a unit. You're not mm-hmm. separate. Mm-hmm. You're all a unit. You all got to figure this out together. So the the um, the I don't want to say results because that sounds really cheesy. And we're not we're not about that because I think learning is lifelong. But the progress. The, the, yeah, the best progress and growth that we see is when the family's involved, the kid is involved, mm-hmm. and the parents are doing their own separate work, and then the family's coming together to do their work. And it's a beautiful thing, man. And that's when we really see that's when we see the healthiest of families. Mm-hmm. We really do. So, you know, any any parent or you know, because again, I, we it's this conditioning that we've adopted, or our, the, our parents are just like. It is a different generation. I get that. But they fall into these ways and we can fall into these ways, even at a young age to say, I, I'm, this is just me. This is the way I'm going to be the rest of my life. Mm. And that's a dangerous, I think for me, that's a dangerous game to play. Like I'm done growing. No, you're not. Mm. You, there's work to be done until you're no longer here. If you're waking up every day, you got work to do, man. Mm. And it's tough and it's painful and it's dark. Like a spiritual journey isn't like puppy dogs and ice cream and rainbows. I've mentioned that before. <laughs> it's a painful process mm-hmm. of uncovering some stored trauma in your body and in your soul that you have to sift through and forgive and let go of and surrender. And, and so when you, when you surrender, you open up yourself, you know, and you allow for more beautiful things to come in. So when, when parents, feel like they're done learning it is challenging for that dynamic with the family it mm. really is we again we can't make anybody do anything mm. i can't kill you but i can definitely try to my best to give you again my my hope strength and experience <laughs> your clinical expertise in that yeah that area. i really recommend that you, <laughs> you, you do this, but you know um again the healthiest of families that we see is when the whole family is doing their work and it's a really, it's a man, it's a beautiful thing to see, man. It really is cool. And I, I love seeing and getting, 
getting a message from a mom and just saying like their relationship with their child has grown. And since they've been coming to the center, like, man, that can, that's next level. Like that, that beats everything that you mm-hmm. could ever get, um, you know, as feedback or as payment, I guess. Um, that goes, that makes me want to sink into the mission even more, you know? So, but yeah, the whole, the whole ecosystem has to do the work, man. Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's, it's a funky ride. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it's almost like humbling yourself to, you know, like going into a dojo, you know, with, um, yeah. you know, like for mm-hmm. like martial arts, you know, cause I've been doing a lot of martial arts lately, but like yeah. forgetting what, um, I know about certain things. And just kind of going there just to learn, right? But I think families, it's probably the hardest thing too because they're going into a field that maybe they're just unknown about. They don't know too much. They're just kind of, they, they go to you and they think, oh, you can you can fix so-and-so, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not just about fixing. It's about being able to build that foundation again, you know? And then they gotta they have to forget about what they used to know about maybe mental health or maybe about a situation that they know about their own child, but then they come into your center and they meet you and they, they have a session with you. And then it's, it's more like experiencing something different, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I, honestly, I, I, I think what you guys are doing is amazing because the whole system that you guys are doing is completely different than, you know, a lot of other, uh clinical um outpatient clinics are doing these days you know because you guys are doing very like what what you guys call it radical work you know radical work yeah radical youth work radical youth work so um could you explain some of that you know what what you guys do how it's completely different yeah man so it's great man I'm, i'm glad you brought that up because again coming from wes's vision man like you know, he started to do that in his private practice and his dissertation committee, um, Kathy and Hans, Scott Meyer, they're, they're gangster, man. Mm. And they talk about radical youth work and implementation of it. And that's where I got the the, part of the title for my book is the radical pilgrimage of growth Mm. came from Kathy Scott Meyer's paper about radical youth work. Oh, wow. Okay. That's where my title came. It's a great title. (laughs) And I give her credit in the book. So I was like, hey, I didn't make up this title. This is I'm just like standing on the shoulders of giants here. But mm. so radical youth work is, man, it's really essentially showing up. It's one, it the 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 most important thing is to show up as yourself, not not having this agenda going in with this like agenda to I'm going to therapize this kid i'm going to fix this kid i'm going to project on this kid um Mm. it's really showing up as authentic as you can no bullshit because they can smell it a mile away Mm -hmm. and then it's automatic shutdown um showing up as you are with no agenda and just giving them space man and it's the relational aspect of it right Mm -hmm. so it's doing anything that needs to be done in that moment what do you need in this moment let's go do that what do you want to do is it's highly client-led it's like the kid comes in the um the building what do you want to do today 
What are you feeling in this moment? Mm. You want to go sit and talk? Do you want to go grab food? Do you want to take a drive? Do you want to go to the batting cages? Do you want to go on the half pipe? Do you want to go in the studio? Do you want to go throw pots in the ceramics room? Do you want to record a podcast? That's been huge in our center, mm. by the way. <laughs> it's anything. It's building the relationship. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna get any trust from anybody mm. unless you have a relationship with that person. Why would I sit? Why would a kid show up and sit and tell me their the their life, yeah. what they're going through, um, when they don't even know who the fuck I am? Mm. So we find it very helpful is is a flattening of the hierarchy, man. It's no longer therapist and client. Like, I know all this stuff. You're my client. Listen to me. Nah, man. It's right here. We're in this together. Mm. There's there, it, it, there's no hierarchy. We're not trying to do anything. And that's why um, we don't have a program. We don't have a workbook. We don't have a, a track is what it's called. We don't... Um, it's completely customizable. So a lot of the intensive outpatient programs have a program that they fit the family to. Mm. So whoever shows up at that front door, this is the program that we have. Mm, fitting people in a shell, pretty much. Correct. So that, dude, healing is individual. Mm. You're he it's like um, Wes describes it really well. He says it's like it's just another modality, man. It's like working out. Mm. I like lifting weights. You like to go um, – do uh what did you say? I, I've been doing like Kali Eskrima and stuff like that. And yeah. You've been doing what? It's a it's a Filipino martial arts. Okay, so yeah. you've been doing martial arts. Yeah. That's your exercise. I like weight training. Mm -hmm. It works, but it's essentially the same thing. Mm -hmm. You've got to find what works for you. It's all individual. So a lot of again, a lot of and it works for some people, man. Some people do fit that mold. I'm not saying no one does. Right. We are able to meet a family exactly where they're at. Maybe, maybe this young person doesn't need any therapy right now. And maybe they're so resistant that they're like, yeah, fuck that. Mm. And all they want to do is come in and just hang out. Guess what? Let's do that then. Mm -hmm. The parents want to meet. Cool. Um, but again, it's just showing up as authentic as you can. Flattening that hierarchy. There's no better than or I know more than you, man. I'm, I'm, we're learning from these kids more than learn, learning from us probably. <laughs> and just – and then showing up with love, man, like really giving a shit, man. You know how many like mentors and our, our therapists talk to these kids outside of sessions, texting them, calling them? Like these kids bring their friends there. Mm. They, like if you think – I That's mean cool. we are – That's really cool. We are a treatment center. Mm -hmm. We are a therapeutic center where we, we do have counseling and psychotherapy and process groups, but it's a, definitely a funky way, but essentially it's what it is at its core. Um, if you want to strip away all the, you know, experiential relational stuff, I mean, it is psychotherapy, it is counseling, but it's done in a different approach. Uh, and these kids are showing up wanting to hang out, wanting to stay after hours, coming to the community events, br hanging out with their families there, bringing their friends from school, mm -hmm. You know, so it's just, it's um, radical youth work. I mean, I don't think there's, the way I view it is, yeah, just showing up in an authentic way 
and just building that experiencing things just just being open to experiencing it in the moment dude like day to day it's gonna change Mm -hmm. that young person might not need the same thing that they needed today tomorrow Mm. you know what i mean and so you can't continue to show up and run this like procedure or this 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 one size fits all thing you know yeah dude it's to me it's bullshit man and i'll say it proudly because i see the work that we do and I don't know many kids that want to show up and hang out with their therapist mm-hmm. or call face. You know what I mean? Like I got a therapist. I love her. She's great, but I ain't calling her on my days off, man. I ain't tech- <laughs> yeah. I'm in another space. I don't need experiential work, man. I'm 40 year I'm 40 years old. So I'm just like, let me just talk to you for an hour. Just, you just listen. Mm. Um, so yeah, man, that's it's. And then allowing that kid to show up as they need to because they're going through such a interesting time in life and there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of change. They're trying to, you know, find out who they are, what they want to do, who their friends are, who their parents are, who do I want to be? They have no clue. And that comes with a lot of uh, that manifests itself in many different ways. So again, a a facilitator of space, man, that's it. There's nothing. And it, we, we change it every month. So if, if a young person starts with us and they have a certain, you know, uh, therapeutic package that they do with us, like they do like two mentor, uh, sessions a week and one, one therapy session a week. And they're in a group, one of our, uh, funky groups. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, let's, let's check in at the end of that month. Do we still need to be doing this? And we ask the kid, Hey, what do you want to do? How, how much, how much are you willing to come up here? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, very, very client led, man. I know it was like a very tangential way of explaining everything, but, um, yeah, it's just allowing a kid to truly show up as they are, man, is very important. And us not having our wall up, we don't wear name tags. We don't wear uniforms and wear fucking suits. Mm-hmm. Most of us are barefoot <laughs> and, and covered in tattoos and, just like doing our own thing, man. And, but they see the culture and the family that we've built there too. Like we're there, we're the real deal, man. We're not trying to put on this like unified front mm-hmm. uh, being like this corporate. Yeah. yeah like, fuck that, man. I just, I, I did the corporate dance for a long time, mm-hmm. but this, it feels real. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's a different type of like professionalism because like, you know, there's people that can, I mean, like in Hawaii, they'll come in, you know, a lower shirt, maybe some slacks and stuff like that. But then there's a different, there's a different mentality, you know, if like for you guys, it's like you were saying before, it's, it's that, that balancing act because you, you maybe you strip away the, the credentials a little bit, right? You, you have the knowledge and everything, but the credentials and you come to the level to where you can meet um, the youth at, right? And then from mm-hmm. there like we were talking about earlier, that connection, being able to connect. And then, I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful relationship. You guys are able to connect with your, your clients at another level rather than just um, like you, you coming in for a session. Like, no, they're, they're just there to hang out as well. Being able to re- uh, recognize that eternal strength is a great, it's a safe haven for them. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that they can come and express themselves and be able to, um, to learn and then from there 
they're learning about themselves and they're able to yeah. duplicate that mentality to their friends to their family that may be struggling as well and i think that's a amazing thing what you guys are doing thanks man it's it's been it's been really humbling to be in those spaces with those young people man and i'm not in at much one-on-one therapy anymore mentorship mm-hmm. um but I'm there and I, I, I support the team and I'm there at all the community events. And we, we've done outings this summer, like whitewater rafting, paintball, mm. museum, high art museum trips. Um, uh, we did like a community trash pickup and mm. just all sorts of stuff, man. Um, we had just a, a barbecue recently. A ton of people showed up. We have live music now every weekend that's starting that's uh, this amazing. next week. Yeah, man, kids have formed bands there. Like wow. they have met friends there, formed a band, and now we give them a place to play and invite all their friends to come and watch. That's them. incredible! Wow. You know, it's just again, just man, that's their. That's not my space. That's mm. not Wes's space. That's not the team's. Man, that's theirs. Mm. They helped us build that. They put on. They're on their second annual art show. They're putting on their own art show, mm. and. Uh, it's just it's just cool to see they're like shooting they're making a short film um they're doing a one-act play um it's just we let them express like however you want to show up that day man we're gonna let you show up that day well i mean within reason of course yeah (laughs) (laughs) we respectful but yeah man it's been cool man so you know it's uh it's it's been a cool almost three years Mm, definitely Uh, just to switch gears a little bit, I want to talk about um, your books because I remember before you actually left Hawaii, we actually talked about this a little bit, but you're, you're working on some workbooks, but then now you actually have a full-fledged book as well. So talk about that process. I have a real book. It's somewhere. Um, uh, yeah, I, so I started writing that in Hawaii. Start with the breadsticks principles on how to not suck Mm -hmm. a book written for the radical pilgrimage is a principle based book. And no, I wasn't done with it. Okay. Was I? No, 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 no. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't done with it, but you were, you're in the process of like finishing it up. I I think I was writing it. Um, I was finishing it up. I released it and uh, it's so it's principle based. There's like 14 principles. It's a workbook. There's like, you know, key points to remember. I was very, I was very inspired by a lot of the personal development books that I've read mm-hmm. that are structured like that, that helped me. It's like, okay, you read this stuff. What did you remember? Here's some prompts and some questions to apply to your own life. Like use that. Um, so I finished that book and I, you know, I self published it. I sent it to like 20 publishers, dude. Oh. And I got a, I got a bunch of no's, um, but it's cool. Like I didn't like, get hurt by that i did a bunch of research and there's like send it out to multiple people and uh you're most likely gonna get a ton of no's sometimes it takes a year or more to even hear back because they people probably submit them all the time mm-hmm. um so I, I did like 20 publishers and so i just self-published through this company called book baby and uh it's again principle based but it, it involves stories of and then of, of my life so it's like it's very conversational. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about my experiences and how I've applied these principles to my life to heal myself to a certain point. Um, and so it's really cool, man. I released it, 
and I ordered instead of putting it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble online, I paid to just get a hundred uh, copies mm. and I got the hundred copies and then I just handed them out for free. Mm. I handed them out for free for a long time and actually it's being used in two different schools. Oh, My book is that's amazing. Crazy. So fusion, fusion Academy, very good friend. Shout out Kristen fusion. She's awesome. So, it's being used in the classrooms, man, wow. which is, it's nutty. And then core community school is, uh, I'm pretty sure they're still using it. And uh, it's really cool to do that. And then just recently, I put it on Amazon. I was like, you know what? I ran out of books. I handed them all out, 100 copies. I was like, okay, now it's time to sell it. So now it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble online. I'm very proud of that. And, um, you know, People are buying it. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to make like this, you know, money's cool again, but I'm not trying to like get rich from selling books, man. Right. <laughs> um, you know, but it's really cool that it's out there and I want to continue to write. So yeah, full length book. And then I got three workbooks. I had one workbook out when we were talking right. mm -hmm. um, how to solve the square root of your problems. Mm -hmm. And that was a morning routine book. Then now I have a rediscovering your power book. And then I have a um, how to achieve like six simple steps to achieve your uh, your, your goals. Mm -hmm. um, just like I'm my my niche as a coach is like helping people find their starting point, like asking the correct questions, prompting them to stimulate and remind and reinforce stuff that you already fucking know. Mm -hmm. But I'm here to kind of guide you and help find a starting point for people. So release that, have those, uh, three download. Those are the workbooks are free mm. on my website. Did that. And then I'll leave a link started. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, zacksweb.com. I don't. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and then I started doing online courses. So I have a couple online courses out there mm -hmm. that you can download. Um, that are really really cool they're like audio lessons which is it those cool. are cool man. interesting i want to do like it's on listenable.com okay and you can search my name and i got a couple lessons there i got a very high rating um <laughs> i kind of awesome. i haven't done <laughs> well, i don't know you know like put this out this information that's true it's like no yeah. no people think i suck i don't know yeah. well that's Did good that. that's really good though yeah. yeah, man, it feels good. Did that and then continue to do my podcast, continue to do my YouTube and my messages. Um, and then we started, Wes and I started speaking at schools. Mm. Um, so we spoke at a couple schools. We got another gig. Uh, we just linked with Cambridge High School, which is like right behind us. It's a huge high school. Probably speak there. We got, I, I get like, we speak to these like private schools. So a lot of, schools that we um kids that we support mm. they go there mm -hmm. and so they provide us and we come and speak and so our our top our like our theme is philosophy and strategy oh. he's philosophy i'm strategy because he's you know this licensed clinician about to be you know a doctor mm -hmm. and i'm this coach with all these certs and these books and this like you know he has a lot of lived experience too but I feel, man, it's interesting to talk about that because I feel like all that was such surface level stuff, man, compared to the work that like, 
I can't wait to write again because I think it's going to be dramatically different than what I what I wrote before. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and in, in this different space that I'm in now, man, I, I, and um, I haven't been called to write again, but I know I'm going to continue to write. I'm going to I think I'm going to write several books. Yeah. Um, but yeah, having that out is really cool, man. And like very humbling to have people like text me and say, hey, I bought your book and it's really, it's good, you know? I mean, I'll, you know, I just like, I'm always nervous. When you put out your your own stuff and it's from your heart, you're like, oh God, yeah. like, what, what if they ate it? Yeah, yeah, true. Like you're not really, you're not really sure like what they think about like, you know, especially like podcasts, you know, you like yeah. you just hope like, I, I just hope people like enjoy it. You know what I mean? But you're like, you're really not sure until like someone tells you like, Hey, you know what? I I bought your book or I listened to an episode and I'm like, yeah, this is I dig this and like, okay, then that's great. You know, <laughs> like a little bit more energy and juice to keep. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. You know, and I do, and I I want to keep doing that, man, because it, I I really that really speaks to me, and mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy. I really enjoy doing that. And again, as my, my ethos hasn't changed, man. And mm-hmm. I remember saying this on your last podcast, mm-hmm. the most noble thing you can do is heal yourself and share with others so that they can do the same. Mm-hmm. And that's still my way of life. And again, it's like, it's the authenticity part, man. Can I show up and sit with a kid or sit with my team or sit with you or sit with another person and talk about my journey and how, I, I, I walked into this unknown space and helped start this youth center mm-hmm. and been building it with Wes and, uh, you know, building this great culture and this team and have, you know, have a, this thriving business and a- along that way, like really starting to lose myself mm-hmm. and then find myself again through sobriety and reconnecting with God and, and then sharing that, man, I, rec- I recorded a whole hour video talking about my whole journey with sobriety man Mm. like i like to put it all out there man like i am not ashamed that i you know wrote this book and i have these workbooks and i was this coach and i was building and then on this other side i had this substance abuse problem Mm -hmm. i'm not scared to talk about that man Mm. because i think that that that's part of your journey yeah yeah it's part of my journey man i'm not going to try to hide that Mm -hmm. and deny that part of my life because it's, it's God giving me another op- opportunity to even show up as a better coach, to write a better book, to be better when I do sit with somebody. Mm-hmm. So I can't deny that part, but I like it's the what I talked about is showing up as your most authentic self, man. Like, and that's it, man. I, I'll, I'll talk to these kids all day. Like, yeah, dude, I got I, my last chip I picked up was, a, you know, a red chip was a, a two month chip mm. uh, or a three month chip. And, you know, you don't get another one until six months. And, but, you know, going to these meetings, working with my sponsor and being vocal about it. Like, I know it's Alcoholics Anonymous, but dude, I don't care about staying anonymous. Mm. I don't care. I want to, I want to shout it from the rooftops. And it's not supposed to, it's supposed to be uh, a program based on attraction rather than promotion. Mm-hmm. But I promote it. I don't like try to tell everybody to go do AA. Um yeah. <laughs> But it is, a, you know, through all the steps, through all the steps, the only one that mentions alcohol is the first step. Mm. The rest is just self-work, and it's a spiritual program, man. And and I didn't know that. Mm. It's a very, very spiritual program. And so I dig that. Mm. Um, 
but I'm not, I'm not scared to share that part of my journey. And I think it makes me, you know, I'm very authentic and transparent in my book Mm -hmm. and I'm not scared to speak to that. I'm not scared to sit here on your podcast and talk about it either, man. And, and, um, share it with the world, man. Cause maybe, maybe somebody's out there that feels really good about their success and they feel like they're in a good space, but maybe they do have a, a drug problem or alcohol problem or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, it's okay because I have all the success. And I'm telling you, man, if if your intentions aren't pure and they're not aligned with God, it's not going to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to be, man. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you asked me about my book and that's, that's how I like to do this podcast. You ask me a question, (laughs) I I answer it. And then I take it completely off track. (laughs) That's my, that's my MO. I just found that out. <laughs> well, it, it's it's radical podcasting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> radical podcasting, man. That's how I do it. I just flow, dude. And um, I don't have much of a filter. Which is, <laughs> um, I mean, which is fine. You know what I mean? I think like podcasting, it's like, it can be the, the, the deepest form of conversation. You know, honestly, because I mean, sometimes you know, there, there's like conversations that could be super shallow, you know what I mean? But people can see that, you know what I mean? But like something like this is, yeah, I mean, it's about healing, like for yourself, it's healing, you know what I mean? To, to talk about things like this, right. To get in depth about it, you know, sobriety or even life experiences, growing pains, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that, that stuff is past past stuff we, we can look forward from that we can grow from that and um uh off topic but i just thought of uh, thought of a cool like you know like rebranding if you wanted to do it but um to kind of like mix your name in there so you you call you, you do like zach um zach's you know um zach sweat mindset right but what if you did zach mind sweat what if you did that instead yeah well, the, you know, the funny, that's the name of my podcast. Zach Mind Sweat? No, it's Mind Sweat. Okay, okay. It's Mind Sweat. So that's the name of my podcast. So you're, you're, you're there with it. I like man. it. So, yeah, so that's the name of my pod. Um, and it's, I never have guests on like you. I don't do it probably. It's not, I mean, it's, it's just it's me. It's hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me talking for like 10 minutes. It's just an audio format, man, mm. but I appreciate that. I, I like where your head's at, but I, I'm there with it, man. Um, yeah, I don't do it. I don't have like a proper format like you do. Like we have really good. I mean, yeah, yeah like I saw BJ Penn on there, man. That's like, I was like, damn, <laughs> it's doing the damn thing, man. That's awesome. That's a whole other story. It, uh, it's not, it wasn't as complicated as I thought. Let's just say that. Yeah. yeah. It's cool though, man. I mean, you're doing your thing. It looks awesome. It's very professional. Thank you. Um, and I, I used to do mine on a, you know, I used to video it. Oh, yeah. so. And dude, all I do now is, dude, all when I record a podcast, oh, really? I'm laying with my phone on my chest. <laughs> it's like this clearing at the end of the day and all these thoughts that I have. Mm. And I probably won't have to do it tonight because we're talking. Um, it's a mind sweat. That's what it is. Dude, it is. It's, it really it's is a mind sweat. Because <laughs> it is. I try to make, I try to, again, stimulate that. Again, it's like, even in the rooms, it's like, you know, I met this guy in there and he says, 
there's a lot of cool sayings that you'll pick up in AA, but one I love is vocalize to vaporize. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Hear it, man. Uh And that's what you're doing. Like you're allowing people again, I've always appreciated people have these platforms and you're allowing people to come on here to vocalize, to vaporize Uh whatever they're going through. And it feels good to, to get it out, whatever that may be. Mm. I know I go a little tangential with my shares, but like, that's how I do it in AA, man. And like when I, even when I talk on my podcast or dude, read my book, even in my book, I'm just like, I just go. Uh. (laughs) Um, And it's just like this, this, shutting off this analytical mind, this editing mind and mm. allowing me to tune into this, this power and just like letting it work, you know, through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's good and not trying to overthink it, but, uh, yeah, man, vocalize to vaporize that you can, I you love can that. that. That's a great, I like that. Yeah. Or, um, God, what does he say? Uh, I don't remember. It's something about writing, uh, why, uh, something type it to wipe it type it to wipe it huh type it to wipe it like hmm. write it you know what i mean type it out to wipe it and get rid of it yeah um it's really good it's just catchy and it like the vocalized the vaporize really stuck with me because it's good it's good and that's your mm-hmm. whole your whole platform man so anyways that's amazing I'm rambling. i like that though <laughs> it, it, it goes back to healing you know what i mean vocalize the vaporize type it to wipe it you know what i mean those are ways to heal. And I think it's it's so important these days for um you know, for that that's another way to, you know, connect with others. And I think that's it's super important these days because the pandemic and everything caused us to kind of separate or create divisions within communities, right? And but being able to do that, you know what I mean? Vocalize to vaporize. Vocalizing, it could be things that's super negative, you know, opinions about somebody or it, it it could be something even deeper than that. But being able to take that out of the equation and be able to connect, break down those walls and be able to connect with communities again. That's such a powerful thing. And um, like what we're doing right now, I think this is such a powerful thing to reconnect to, to yeah, talk story man. again, you know what I mean? Because um, <laughs> even if it's th- through Zoom, one day you'll come back to Hawaii or I'll come to Georgia and w- yeah. w- we'll connect that way as well, you know, in person because it's such a powerful thing. So um, yeah, f- first of all, just thank you for coming on the show again. I really appreciate this, man. I appreciate you being, well, one, patient with me, sir. Um, <laughs> I'm super patient. <laughs> we, started, we started really late because... I was running late, um, but Gavin, he's a good dude. You've always brought good energy, man, and I've always appreciated it. Oh, um, thank you. Your demeanor, man, you know, just seemed like a very good-hearted dude, and I've, I've always appreciated that, and I, I love connecting from time to time, and it's really good to be back on your show, and thanks for letting me thanks for letting me come on, man. It's always – thanks for letting me ramble for an hour and a half. Of course, man. I mean <laughs> – um, how can people reach out to you, you know, for like, um, you, you know, your social medias, your, your books. Yeah, man. So if you want to visit ZachSweat.com, uh, you can get, um, access to like my story and eternal strengths website, my YouTube, everything's on there. Social media. So my original Instagram got hacked. Mm. Um, <laughs> which is a bummer. So, but it's still Zach sweat mindset. 
but it's underscore Zach Sweat Mindset underscore. Mm. And um, yeah, that that's pretty much it. You can find everything that you need on my website. Links to the books. I'm not too complicated. It's a very very simple website. Mm. I didn't. It's not fancy. It's just like one page, a few buttons, and it takes you to all the links. It's like a big link. It's like I'm paying Wix for like a big link tree. Oh, okay, um, good. That's it, man. And then you know, um, yeah. Yeah. That's it, brother. I really appreciate you, man. Of course, dude. And you know, I was super blessed when we first met, you know what I mean, back then. We it's funny, we connected on Instagram. You know what I mean? I think that was it. We first connected on Instagram, then we just started to you know, a lot of our ideas and, and thoughts really aligned together and then we we actually recorded we met in person i think we met in person first then we recorded after what's the we we met at um oh what's that coffee it was it was at a coffee place i think coffee shop um i can't think um, of the name <sighs> darn it i know yeah dude i don't remember but yeah i remember you gave me a, out. <laughs> a car out there you gave me a ride yes yeah like you know, like a new accord yes i we um that's right because you i think you walked over and then i i dropped you off after oh what was it something joe's something joe's oh right by the harbor yeah 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 dude oh man that's that's awesome that's right i did meet you over there what was, um, what was it called though something it's something joe's though i think yeah that was a fire man dude you're making me you're making me miss hawaii dude. <laughs> be there soon enough it just wasn't a good time for me man mm. and it was a very impulsive decision and i was like yeah maybe i need to reel it back but i'll be out there again man but yeah it's it's been cool and uh I, yeah i yeah i just really appreciate you man i really i really do and i'm thankful for this 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 space that you allowed and the conversation and it's been really cool man it's a really cool way to it's 10 30 here by the way oh sorry <laughs> uh, no, no, no you're good no you're good I'm not like I, I'm like jazzed up now. I don't even know if I can go to bed, but um, <laughs> so it's a really cool way to end my day is what I really was mm. trying to say. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate. It. Well, I'm super thankful that you were able to come on this show. I'm thankful that you got home. You know what I mean? You weren't <laughs> stranded out there. And, um, I like I was listening. I had to um, send him a picture. I just was like, not that you didn't believe me, but I was like, here's a picture of my motor. like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't have any gas. I'm parked. I felt so bad. I was like, man, that's that's something out of the blue. But, you know, that's what we were talking about earlier. I mean, occurrences, just stuff that happens. But, hey, let's, let's end it off in some really good energy over here. So, um, you know, yeah, people that watch the show, they know that we do a compi at the very end. I haven't done this in a while, but, you know, for me, to you, hey, thank you so much. Um, yeah. Compi to you, compi to your sobriety, eternal strength, ETL, you as a person, books in the future, Mr. Zach, mind sweat. Hey, man, I really appreciate everything, man. And you're such a cool dude. I, I really hope for the best for you, so. Thanks, Come brother. Bye.